Whoa, this is weird. What was that? I don't get it. This is the the I Don't Get It podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Edmonton podcast where we talk about dance. It's been a little while since we've done that, Fonda. Yes, it's been a while, but it's been an eventful while. Yes, um, we won a thing. We won a thing. Yeah, we won a thing, an, an Edmonton New Media Award. It's it's called a Yegi. A Yegi, like the, the hashtag Yeg um, a thing, air, airport designation, I believe is what yes, that actually is. Yes, it's Edmonton's but, airport designation um, is YAG. So Yegi's is the name yeah, of these awards. Yeah, and we won for the, uh, the best in... In arts and culture? Yeah, in the yeah. best in arts and culture category. We were in good company, so we want to shout out to uh, all our other nominees who were, who were pretty cool people. Yeah, it's, it's been great because uh, it kind of uh, it kind of let us know that, um, you know, people want to hear talk about dance people and discussion hear, about yeah, dance. Critical discussion and just about uh, art, and it's a good discussion to be having ongoing. And, you know, not just with us, but with everyone nominated and with everyone who has a blog or a podcaster or whatever method they are using to engage with art in Edmonton. Yeah, so we're really grateful to the the Yegi's jury and Thank our you. and our nominators, and also to the dance community for giving us something really great to to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Well, we're up in a new place. We are now coming to you not live, um, but. Uh, recorded live in Alberta Avenue. Yeah, from an v- entirely new blanket fort, which we are still working out the kinks of. <laughs> yeah, but because you moved out of the apartment building that we shared. <laughs> yes, we used to live in the same building, which was super great and convenient, and now we've got to... Uh, now it's a bus yeah. ride. Yes. It's, it's a big old bus ride. But we're in Alberta Avenue in a in a crazy old old dame of a house, <laughs> and, uh, and we've built the blanket fort in here uh, in the heart of Alberta Avenue. So, um, yeah... Yeah, and I think we have to put out a, a special thank you to Andrew, who was actually at the Yankees to accept the award. Right. Neither Fonda um, nor I were present, but our, our producer and silent partner, Andrew Paul, uh, did and was there mm-hmm. and is, in fact, uh, working out the kinks of this new blanket fort as we speak. Yes, putting extra blankets on, trying to trying to make sure that we sound just as great as we always do. So mm-hmm. thanks to Andrew for all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fonda, what have we seen in the last little while? So, um, wow, yeah. We we saw a couple uh, a couple of things, um, but mostly we wanted to talk about Body Tracks, which is by a new company in Edmonton yes. called Tony Olivares Dance. An all-male company. All-male company, which yes. Which is a rarity in, in dance these days. It is, yeah. At least in Edmonton, it hasn't been something that's been seen for sometime slash ever, question mark. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's some solo male dancers who have their own kind of deal. Right. But Tony Olivares started this company uh, just recently. He's uh, and this was their first presentation, and we saw it at the Arts Barns on May 22nd. Yeah, which was the second night it happened, and it was um, yeah, it was sort of this. Uh, um, there were four performers uh, doing dance plus plus a musician on stage. Yeah, and there were three distinct uh, parts to the evening, I guess. It started out with Tony doing um, a solo mm-hmm. uh, and just sort of like he's he's a great dancer to watch, actually. He has a very unique style. He has a lot of um, uh, 
his root movement roots come from Buto and contact improv, things like that. So um, just like a nice dancer to watch, very confident. Um, Fonda, what's mm-hmm. Buto? <laughs> Buto is, um, and I would like to actually, I, maybe we'll come back uh, in the summer sometime and do a longer episode about what Buto really is, because we have a couple of dance groups in Edmonton, namely Mile Zero as well, that do work a lot with Buto. Sure. It is a Japanese dance floor dance form that came out after the uh, after the Second World War and after the atomic bombs that were sort of like. Um, they're kind of based in healing and connecting to nature, connecting to the earth. And um, the the movement in Bhutto is really, really slow and deliberate and often mimics movements of nature. Like I remember when, okay, so I was at, when I went to theater school and we were doing movement class, we right. had we had one of our professors who taught us a Bhutto warm up and it included works like, uh, you know, scooping down and picking up dirt and hugging trees. Um, sure. And so, and so it was, uh, that was how you would describe a movement. Okay, I guess. so sort of like slow, naturalistic. Yeah, um, exactly. Movement. Great, yeah. but this wasn't mm-hmm. quite that either. That's something mm-hmm. he's worked in, but this is sort of yeah, uh, a little different. The Buto styling. We we saw him do more of a Buto style thing at um, the Expanse Festival when right. he was in the lobby with that white plaster all over his body, which was probably one of the most beautiful things we saw this year. Check. Um, but yes, this this one was. Um, he's working with some other dancers. It was a lot more contact improvisation and exploration, I think, than right. than anything. So it started with basically a cold open it was sort of um the musician walked on stage and and so did tony um and then he was just doing movement in this empty space um the mm-hmm. musician wasn't playing yet and there was probably uh maybe four minutes of of just tony moving around this space um for me i thought it could have used maybe a, a little more or just the 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 tension that comes with having a musician on stage means you sort of want them to play mm-hmm. um, and so i found i, I checked out a little bit um, after a while, um, just once the sort of novelty of watching uh, Tony move had, had worn off a bit, I, I sort of wanted us to move on to the next stage or for something else to, to change or transform. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, it, it was short, but it kind of, um, it, it seemed like it was the seed of an idea, really, and it just, it didn't have as much connection to, to anything else that we saw. But then the four, the four, I, uh, three other performers yeah, came out and, and joined him to make for four on stage uh, total. And they kind of performed a piece that was, you know, a, a lot of contact improv, some really interesting work between um, two of the two of the dancers, uh, some like uh, floor lifting and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. And there's a performer in there. His name is Levi Etherington, whose roots are actually in visual art. And to see him kind of exploring movement more, I felt like his movement was a little bit more uh, streetwise, I guess, yeah, a little more sure. breakdance style. Um, but his movement was what? sort of caught your eye the most. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, partly because of those things, I think. Um, And it just sort of seemed like... um, it had uh, just sort of more energy and focus for me um, was sort of I was drawn to watching him do these sort of uh, slow, uh, not slower movements, but just these this sort of spread of movement. Uh, something about it uh, worked for me. It really sort mm. of like focused me in. There was something really kind of like a little bit more of an exploratory feel with mm. the work that he was doing. It felt like you're watching him do it for the first time. And I don't know that he actually was. That's that's not an, right. even an assumption. But it's... um. It just felt fresh for yeah. him to do, which which was 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 neat to see. Yeah, although I, I would say in, in general too, it was interesting just to watch um, 
for uh, men uh, moving on stage together. We've only mm-hmm. seen one other show that was really sort of predominantly male, which was Alberta Ballet's Up Close a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something just about the uh, watching masculinity sort of presented in in a very uh, powerful, in a very controlled, in a very movement-based way that is um, different um, mm-hmm. than we usually see and sort of... Uh, 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 brings attention to uh, form and and body. Yeah, and um, in this way, the this performance, especially this kind of middle part with the four of them, it was very pure movement based. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot to take from narrative or or anything else like that. Uh, it seemed just really kind of basic and exploratory like yeah. they're just kind of like trying to figure out who each other was and like it was obviously improv based yeah of course yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was very neat to watch and a an very interesting contrast i think to the heavily choreographed and and very like structured work that we saw in the alberta ballet right right which was a very it was a male choreographer it was them working through the these sort of very specific movements and and routines and this was uh raw and, and gritty <laughs> are, are the usual terms. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, there, and I think there is something to to be into watching that. I guess um, sometimes it seems like it's just sort of for me a, a sea of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were there were moments that sort of peaked and emerged and 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 made you want to follow sort of the, I guess the narrative someone's body was telling mm-hmm. uh, in that that moment. Yeah. Well, and I think the most interesting part of the evening was the last phase of the dance, mm-hmm. um, which is where the four the the four guys on stage basically stripped down to their skivvies and brought out some paint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they rolled out these huge white sheets and taped them down. Uh, while passing a bottle of wine around. Yes, was there was charming. a bottle of wine that was hidden. Um, and also, all this time, they're being scored by yes. a cellist in mm-hmm. the background. His name was Martin Kloppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he kind of had sort of a broody kind of sense about yeah, him. Sleeveless at the back goth. There. Yeah, yeah <laughs> cool Sleeve- style. Sleeveless goth. How do you um, come up with this, Paul? This is this great. This is because I don't actually know <laughs> dance. Um, but yeah, and, and absolutely, like when he started playing, when all four were moving, it gave... Um, a very uh, it gave tone and and sort of musical arc to to the movement they were doing. Uh, he was I think using the looping pedal so he could sort of build uh, mm-hmm. patterns and rhythms and sort of layer melodies and and percussion uh, those sorts of things with his with his cello which was sort of red and looked like ribs mm-hmm. and was yeah interestingly mm-hmm. enough I felt that all of the mood that came from the the piece. Uh, came from the music because the dancers in terms of mood I felt were and emotion were quite neutral yeah sure yeah absolutely um, so they come out they bring out these different colors of paint each of them has kind of their own color mm-hmm. um, they pour a, a line each of them across this white canvas that they've made on the floor and then they start to dance in yeah, it um, yeah yeah um, there's also at this point um, a screen um, that sort of shows uh, a bird's eye view of what's going on so you can see sort of directly from the top down um, a second perspective on this movement, on this canvas that they're making. Yeah, and you, you had a really it when they were dancing with the with the paint itself. It was interesting to see, you know, how the movement left a mark. Uh, and I think that that was kind of what we brought away from Tony's style in mm-hmm. in general, which we saw him at, what we saw with Expanse and what we saw in this piece is that, you know, the the 
the nature of dance is is really kind of like ephemeral and fleeting yeah. and that we've seen him do these pieces that have that leave these marks and right. these remnants which so it's really neat to see um that actually completely physicalized yeah yeah so at, at expanse he was sort of painting himself in this white paint and it was like a living statue and the and the paint would would dry and crack it off was like him. a plaster yeah paint. yeah not so much a paint and here um you know we they would sort of uh, they would each sort of find their own path through this uh, paint they'd spread, and it would leave different designs that we could see both represented on their body, the marks, the, the colors that, that would splash onto them, and then also from this above view, sort of how the patterns would spread and mix on the canvas as they went. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, it was interesting to see they were using each sort of like a, a bluish green and green and then a blue and there was a purple color. And by the time, you know, the dance was sort of kind of wrapping up and coming to a close, they all were covered in all of the different colors. And it started looking really kind of like a tribe you've never seen before, like something really rare you were peering in on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was sort of like a, a, a feeling of ritual to it, especially near the end. The, the sort of last uh, image, I guess, they built was um, after they'd spread all this paint, they came out with sort of a red paint, which was sort of a jarring contrast to the other colors they'd used. And they sort of found this like center spot and they all sort of kneeled around it in a circle and sort of spread it uh, just directly out uh, from on themselves and just behind them that sort of gave it like a central anchor, I guess, to this this paint. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. that was kind of like to close the show, they, they sort of all anchored in the center mm -hmm. and each had like a good handprint moment. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Handprint. Print on someone else's body, painting on someone else's body, yeah. leaving, leaving a mark. Leaving yeah, a, a and mark. Um, and uh, at the end of the show, they kind of all uh, came out, stood out there, and said, "You know, there are scissors available. Everyone can take home a piece of the canvas if they like." Right from from the first night's performance, the second yeah. one they said they were keeping for themselves. But yeah, um, yeah, if you'd wanted to to donate um, or or not, I guess no one was going to call you on it. You could just cut out a piece of that canvas, which was out in the Arts Barns lobby, mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting because dance is, uh, as you said, ephemeral and not really. Uh, is something that exists when we see it and then in our memories of seeing it. Mm -hmm. And then so to actually be able to te uh, take a tangible part of yeah, that Yeah, like home, a concrete chunk of it. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally is sort mm -hmm. of uh, a trigger for those memories and sort of uh, in itself its own piece of visual art, which is interesting. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, the body as, as canvas and the body as paintbrush sort of brought together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of just like it's an it's evidence of an artistic thing that happened, even though you don't the the memory isn't in the form that it occurred necessarily mm -hmm. it still is there it's something that there's there's always a struggle you know do we make a video and do we actually preserve right. in this way knowing that it's an improvised dance and it will never be the same never even if we try it again right, right? and do we somehow give that to the audience or are they supposed mm -hmm. to be left just with the experience of watching it yeah so it was kind of, it was a neat experience yeah. and a great experiment that way i think <laughs> yeah it's something i feel like um was a first show definitely for for a company that has started um uh and exploring ideas um and it's certainly something i think that would be worth um exploring further and, and seeing further mm -hmm. um i wouldn't necessarily say that i get it per se <laughs> in, uh but but i'm intrigued by it and 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 want to see where it goes
Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to see, and we hope, yeah, uh, we hope that the Tony Olivares dance uh, goes on to do more things right. because it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, speaking of cool, you saw something else that I didn't see. Recently. Yeah, so the very next day, I went to um, a show called Devi, um, which was presented as part of the Thousand Faces Festival. Yep, um, that's up on Alberta Avenue, where we are now. Yeah, we're in the Alberta Ave neighborhood. It was great. I actually walked there. It took me like less than five minutes. Great, it was fantastic. Anyhow, so the Thousand Faces Festival is a festival of mythic art from around the world. And so Davey was an interesting collaboration between um, a couple of dancers, um, a Manipuri dancer from uh, and a Odissi dancer or Odissian dancer. I'm not sure if that's exactly the right adjective sure <laughs> um but the, so, so you know the last uh, uh southeast asian dance we saw yeah. um which was uh based in katak style right and these these styles were from completely different regions and uh wow so davy was um it was an exploration of sort of all the different facets of the goddess Okay. So there's, you know, like maiden, mother, um, destroyer. Uh, cool. It was, it was, and and to see it in these two different forms, which are very lyrical. Um, there was actually some interesting, like jumps and stuff, which is okay. not in Katak at all. Um, so, so the the styles were different. Costumes were great. The dancers were super talented. Their expressions were fantastic. I have to say, the most interesting part I really enjoyed was watching one of the dancers. Um, originally, she's doing sort of like. Like a maiden kind of very pretty and flirtatious role coming out later in the show to perform the destroyer role. Hell yeah. And oh my gosh, the expression and the, like the eye movement um, in, in with Indian dance is, I find, you know, the eyes are like an extra appendage of the body there. Sure, so you find it really sells the dance. Yeah. Like the facial expression adds to the movement that's actually going on. Absolutely. And so, I mean, like, yeah, she comes, she, going from this very beautiful, gentle um, sort of uh, style into this, like, super aggressive and terrifying, um, uh, you know, way of, like, projecting these, um, you know, gestures which are supposed to tell us story what i find so interesting too is that the actual movement language is something completely outside of our western understanding of right. dance and movement everything that we usually see has some basis in ballet or or based on you know right. what we, we kind of, of we understand. know the vocabulary a lot better yeah. um in western dance and yeah. so it's, it's mm -hmm. intriguing in its own way to be presented with a different sort of vocabulary yeah well it's it's like listening to a language you've never heard before like where does that sound come from how do they even make that you know where does the idea come from it's so i in in my own way i just find it always fascinating to watch and i'm really glad that the uh, Thousand, Fa Thousand Faces Festival um, did bring the the dance in because um, I I totally enjoyed it. I thought Into it was it. great. Great. Yeah. And we also saw um, a little while back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, jumping back a bit. It's been a while. Saw that crazy gorilla piece at the science building. Yeah. Uh, the Gen Mesh Dance Conspiracy took over the science building on campus. Yeah. Um, one at of the, the University yeah, of Alberta. That one of the newer uh, buildings on campus and was... Uh, is a big open space with a lot of uh, bridges between uh, 
uh, every level, um, and there was sort of a dancer on every bridge moving back and forth. Um, at the very top, there was sort of this uh, stream of consciousness, spoken word, philosophical um, mm-hmm. rant, maybe about about life and meaning and 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 everything. While these dancers moved, toilet paper was raining down. <laughs> Scientists were popping out from the window and from their their doors to sort of mm-hmm. wonder what the what the heck was going on. Yeah, well, you have to kind of understand, I guess, about the science building if you've never been in it, is that it's basically all made of glass, including the office walls that are along the outer perimeter yeah. and all of the. Pe- Headways connecting the four or five mm. levels of the building are also all glass. So you could be standing on one of these and still see all of the action happening, which was mostly on the pedways. Yep. Um, but what I did find interesting was kind of like what you mentioned. There were scientists in their office that that have glass walls, and they're just kind of peering out and watching yeah. these dancers do stuff. <laughs> it felt like such a, a cool like university mashup where like one discipline was being confronted with another, and they just had to deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Which was cool, and you know. Um, and interesting, it would be cool to see more gorilla dance around town. Yeah, and kudos Everybody. to the Gen Mesh Dance Conspiracy for kind of like taking over the building and for the scientists there, the master students and everything yeah. for uh, for letting the dancers just kind of run around. I mean, yeah. it wasn't super loud or anything. It was just something that was kind of happening while, you know, in the building. It was, it was, right. it was very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to actually see Gen Mesh again um, coming up right this here. This weekend. In, in fact. Oh, in Showtel. Showtel. May 30th and 31st yep. at the Aurora Motel. Right, which is on 111th Avenue. Um, and like 151st yeah, Street getting pretty or around west. there. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. talking like straight. It's it's uh, Mile Zero Dance effectively taking over two rooms in the Aurora, um, which is sort of a, a strange uh, uh, institution uh, as far <laughs> as the motels in Edmonton go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a pretty old school motel. I think it's all one level, you know, one of those kind of drive-in type things. Right. And, uh, and it is old. It right. is old school. And dancers from Gen Mesh, uh, who's doing a piece involving live lobsters to... Uh, to some of the good, uh, some of the good women, um, the Good Woman Dance Company, mm-hmm. uh, to Miles Zero Dance themselves, and and others are all sort of collaborating on on uh, taking over this space and working with this this specific site and how that inspires and 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 uh, what that allows art to do when it's put into a very particular space, which we have. All of us have sort of a relationship with the motel and sort of that, that strange oh, neutral space. <laughs> um, yes, we do. And then, uh, and then, but uh, again, presented in a totally different way and sort of given a new uh, movement uh, artistic concept. Mm-hmm. And Mile Zero Dance um, specializes a, a lot in this kind yeah. of site-specific work. So it's really interesting um, to see, uh, yeah, it would be very interesting to see a motel kind of out of the center. Um, and yeah, not really a super busy or public place even. Totally. So um, I think that there will, I'm, I'm expecting some strange intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> strange intimacy. For, for like two hours every night, it's basically an open house. You can come and go as you please. Yeah. So um, go check that out at the Aurora Motel. Again, uh, Mile Zero Dance show is called Showtel, and it's May 30th and 31st. Right. Right. What else is coming up, Fonda? There's there's some stuff coming up. So also there's this festival called Next Fest that's okay. coming up. Now, Next Fest is, is Edmonton's festival celebrating emerging artists. Uh 
biggest festival ever this year with over 600 artists participating. The 19th iteration uh, of this festival? 19th year of Next Fest, yeah. 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 Um, so Next Fest has an entire section of the festival, a component called Dance Fest, right. where there are, like, you know, Edmonton's emerging dance artists right. this, are showing their stuff. Right, and this year it was curated by the Good Women. Yes, for the second year in a row, con- uh, curated by the Good Women. So um, we talked a little bit to the Good Women, and they gave us some hints. They were just kind of like, yeah, so the highlights are going to be Brittany Dugan from Toronto. Um, she's going to pe- be in a piece called Sheed. Sheed. Um, Sheed. It could also be Shed. S-H-E period D. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of, that one should be interesting. We don't know much about Brittany Dugan, but we're going to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. And then there's another piece um, by... Thoen Glover from Vancouver, and she will be. Um, and all of the all of the pieces, I'd have to say too, for Next Fest, there are four full dance programs, which is these, huge. These are just each one iter- one piece in each of the dance programs. Each of the dance programs have two or three pieces in them. Um, so there's just a ton of dance to see at Next Fest. It goes June 5th to 15th at the Roxy Theater. Full disclosure, I work there. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't work on Next Fest on the dance or anything like that. Right. It so, was curated by the good women. It's yeah, it was curated by the good women. Um, so, yes. Also, um, I'm really curious to see a piece called Sybil, which was choreographed by Paul Humby um, and features a few dancers, including Allison Dicey, who we saw at Expanse and were kind of really blown away by her. Yeah, yeah. So we'll check that out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, another really interesting piece is a collective creation that the good women have done with a bunch of students from the Victoria School of Performing Arts. Right. Um, or Victoria School for the Arts. And so there's a, a good handful of dancers that have done a piece with the Good Women, and the piece is called Physio Junction, and that will be part of the Fusion Dance Showcase at NextFest. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, June 5th to 15th, check out nextfest.ca. It has the entire schedule and all of the dance programming there, and, uh, you know, some pictures and stuff. Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool photos to intrigue you further. Yeah, exactly. Um, great. So that's kind of what we got for this week. Yeah, it's sort of winding up the the dance season. Um, we'll mm. probably talk about our feelings about the dance season as a whole in a in a future podcast. We won't let another two months pass without a, yeah. a, another podcast, probably. Yeah, well, it's the end of May right now, and Next Fest is on June 5th, so we'll probably do one at the end of Next Fest. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> about right. Great. Yeah, so um, thanks again, everyone, for, for listening. Uh, remember to tweet us at I Don't Get It Dance. Uh, follow us on Facebook mm-hmm. and just you know yeah check us out I don't get it dance.com listen to the podcast tell your friends yeah if you see some dance just tweet at us and tell us what you think if you love it if you hate it whatever just tell us just give us a, a sense let's uh let's have a chat on Absolutely. the internet yeah about dance yeah well thanks everyone thank you bye bye the I don't get it podcast is recorded under a table in a blanket fort in Edmonton Alberta it was recorded and edited by Andrew Paul. Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more about Ghibli at ghibli.bandcamp.com. Sitting here thinking.